The start order is 17423985. The Extra Lap RC Podcast. Yes, this is the Extra Lap RC Podcast. My name's Aiden Burke, and as always, I'm joined by my best friend, my very best friend, Joey Cockle. How you doing, Joey? I'm all right, thank you. How are you? I'm okay, mate. Are you getting any feelings of abandonment tonight? Um, a little bit, you a little know. Bit. A little bit. A little bit. Is that because Martin has abandoned us? But again. I don't feel again. But I don't feel too bad because I think he's doing like official tenth section things, isn't he? He's doing BLCA related stuff. Excellent. So that sounds brilliant. So. We won't hear about that because you won't tell me or you. Um, very quickly, uh, Joey, have you? Is all your work stuff, work sop stuff prepped? Um, to a degree. Okay. Uh, uh, truck just needs a little bit of love, but almost there. Excellent, mate. Okay, well, we will chat for, with that maybe with our guest. And as Martin's not here, I'm going to have to introduce him. Um. Well, it says on the instructions, um, this is Joss Hooper. This is Joss, Joss Hooper from I somewhere down south, I assume. Hi, Joss. Are you there? Hi, Aidan. Hi, Joey. How are you doing? Bonjour. Yeah, I don't think he's that south. Um, Joss, how are you? I'm good. Thank you very much, gents. I'm, uh, yeah. Living the best life. As we always do. Now, I don't want to say we've only got you on because you witnessed Martin butchering Joey over the weekend, but it was a really big tick in your box. I'm glad um, to be in the right place at the right time, I guess. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's a bit him. Um, but um, as well as being at Mendip this weekend, um, you went to RCGP at Nemo Racing as well, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I did get the opportunity to be part of that really good event, which was um, definitely a highlight of the summer, um, which shortly followed into my first eighth national because it just gave me the confidence to go and do it. So, uh, yeah, it was fantastic. That's fantastic. I think I'm going to say we started our season together, didn't we? I think we did. Yeah, I think we did. Very we early went, on. We went to the Kidderminster, Schumacher Kidderminster team practice day. Before yeah. the Nationals even started? Yeah, that was... Um, I remember we, we were abandoned by uh, Martin because he was using it as a uh, a good opportunity to get some uh, National work done. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, him, Eugene and Muz were making sure Everton plugged together for the first Kiddie National. Um, and me and you were like probably the only normal RC drivers there, weren't we? I've never felt so inadequate in all my life than watching oh. those guys go around at a blistering pace and me hoping not to crash. Oh, <laughs> so. man, it was terrible. Joe, you didn't come to that one, did you? No, I believe I had to go to work oh. again. Oh, mm, terrible. Um, mm. I, I remember it, Joss. I remember, I think that's the, one of the pictures I've got. Like me, me sitting opposite you, Martin and abandoning us to do important BRCA things, and then every so often we'd have to go on the rostrum and practice while our times were being read out, and the rostrum being full of 
Michael Olowski, Tyler Little, Lloyd Story, Phil Slay. Yeah, it was quite quite daunting, really. I mean, one of the best parts of the day was one introducing you to a battered sausage that yes, you've never, never experienced before. I've never Wait, had a battered sausage. Whoa, 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 whoa. No. How? Yeah, I know. I don't think it's a big thing in the Northwest, mate. Um, okay. That's strange. Seeing as, you know, the Scottish just like, they batter everything. <laughs> yeah, mate, that, then, that's like another 150 off. miles north. Scotland, yeah, but they're still north to me. Everyone's north to you, mate. Maybe it's a maybe it's a batter neutral zone. So you batter in the south, batter in the north, and there's just uh, no batter in the middle of the country, middle mid, mid north, maybe. We, we we batter fish, no. But yeah. yeah, a battered sausage. I wasn't. I actually got a. You know, as Roger Mills would be super impressed. I backed to backed it. You know, I had a battered <laughs> sausage and an unbattered sausage. And I preferred unbattered. Wow. It's um yeah, that, that was one of the highlights of, of that day was uh was uh our sausage exploits, I think is the best way to call it. But um the other part for me was uh Mr. Olowski who had gone over on his roof and as I as I went past him uh, at quite a slow speed I did just lapping and uh <laughs> you had to you had to smile. <laughs> Oh, mate, that's amazing. Um, oh, did you say it loud enough to Michael to hear it? Oh, yeah, he heard because he actually turned to me and laughed. So, uh, <laughs> and, uh, to be fair, afterwards, we did get to have a good old chat. So it was really good to meet Mr. Olowski. He's, um, he's a lovely gent. He is. At least he took it well. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, you, you must have caught him on the right day. I imagine he doesn't hear it very often, to be honest, Joe. Yeah, true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was, it really was the great and good of Schumacher. It was great to get like a, a day out in Oswald Street with the team, you know, um, just get, like, I'm trying to think who the next worst person was. Yeah. Was it, I think it was Brett. I think it was probably Brett was probably the next worst person, but we did enjoy our day. It was great to try some things. I think we had a bit like a shower or something and, you know, so it went a bit damp, dried up, got better, but it was just really difficult when you're going around that rostrum and it's like Aiden 25.4, Danny McGee 22.1, Michael Orlowski 21.8. And you're like, Oh my God. It it is. What didn't help was uh, was Mr. Owen right before we I went up to the rostrum going National A final, National A final, European A final, World's A final. Oh Christ, Martin! Cheers. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was good. I think yeah, maybe we we should feed that back to um, Schumacher HQ. If we do some practice days, either we have a specific time where there's idiots like you and me get on. And then they can have a separate time where superstars like Joey go on. Yeah, I, I think I definitely think that would help with the uh, Im- Im- imposter syndrome. I think it's called. Mm. But <laughs> that was definitely the, feeling. The thing was that selfies on the rostrum look better. Oh, I have yeah. my mate Borley and beautiful Tim. You know, 
I've got like the great and good of RC in the UK. Oh, and Mark Lowen. Um, so that's where we started. Um, so you are an eighth boy and a tenth. Are you, are you splitting that 50 50 or do you prefer one or the other? To be honest, uh, I really enjoy eighth scale purely because it, I enjoy the longer format. So I enjoy sort of more over the weekend. Um, not multiple classes. Um, also, my partner Lauren gets involved as well. She's my pit crew, um, and she does an amazing job. So it's just something that we can go away and do together. That's why we enjoy the eighth scale. But over the winter, you know, it's it's tenth scale. It's a um, bit of indoor racing, supporting uh, Mendip as well. So I tried to mix it fifty fifty, but really, my love's eighth scale. And whereabouts would we find you doing your eighth scale normally? Um, I I tried to get around to as many tracks as possible. Um, I so recently I've done uh, Brookthorpe, the last round at Brookthorpe, which is always a fantastic meeting. Um, which then followed into uh, Ledbury, which um, I've been meaning to go to Ledbury for probably the last two years, but it just the dates never fell right for me. But got to go there, and what a fantastic track again! Um, Chris Level does such a good job on on both facilities with his teams. Um, I go down to Plymouth. Um, uh, they've uh, they've done they've done a really good job with the the space that they've got. That's a really good track to drive. Um, but mostly this year, I've spent my time at Nemo Raceway, um, at the fantastic facility there. All right. Whereabouts? Sorry. Whereabouts do you live? I'm uh, I'm Somerset, so I'm uh, in a town from Taunton, which is sort of the next town over from Martin. So. I'm sort of th- probably 25 minutes south of Mendip on the M5. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. I, I was speaking to Callum Mitchell uh, last week, and he keeps trying to explain to me how far he lives away from Mendip. Yeah, um, he's, he's, I think he's a good hour on from where I am. Wow. And, and like where you lot live, there are literally dragons, aren't there? Uh, we prefer to call them wyverns. That's the okay. uh, that's that's the the Somerset tradition. Is a wyvern, not a dragon. Dragons, whales. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, had you been to? Because one of the things we chat about, and we'll get back to Joey getting butchered by Martin soon enough. But um, had you been to Nemo before you went to RCGP, or was how? Which order did that happen? Yeah, so last year over over the summer they did um, a couple of sort of standalone events, like they did one at Easter and then they did one at the end of the summer. So they call them like the Nemo GP. Um, mm-hmm. We attended both both of those um, when it was a dirt track. I never really got on amazingly with the dirt track, um, just because obviously I started off in tenth scale, so I'm used to consistent some form of grip. Yeah. Um. So it just took me longer to get used to driving on dirt, sort of ha- a different driving style completely. Um. Never really had any good results. Um. So it was music to my eyes when uh, they decided to go for a more synthetic surface. That's for sure. But um. <laughs> yeah. Once once I'd done the uh, the two events, I think I may have been there three or four times in total. Um. Before the RCGP this year. So when the RCG, I think it was kind of. I think we kind of knew a Nemo might get one early doors because Lee was actually on like like the RCGP YouTube show. I think it was in like the first or second episode. So I'm thinking, well, they might be going to Nemo here. Um, 
So what was the draw for like for RCGP and RC2 for you? Was it, oh, it's at Nemo or was it part of the RCGP thing as well? To be honest, since RCGP as a format actually was launched, um, sort of, I think it's about three, four years ago now when they did their inaugural season. Um, I just thought it was something that was really different. Um, you know, getting the manufacturers involved, um, we actually, me and my partner, were due to travel down to the event that they held in Nasty in their first year. But unfortunately, due to uh, we were moving house, we never made it down there. So um, so when it was announced it was coming to the UK, you know, to be honest, I, I stuck within mere minutes of it opening for registration. My name was straight in that hat, you know. Brilliant. So in some ways, would you say that if no matter where Nemo would be, where sorry, wherever RCGP had been in the UK, you would have made an effort to go because like you, you sort of you sort of like the idea. Oh, definitely. I mean, it was music to my ears. That was familiar with the uh, the venue. You know, that was um, that was always a bonus. But uh, any opportunity to go to any track to a, a massive event such as the RCGP, you know, first time seeing sort of all the TV crews for for RC racing meeting some amazing people, um, getting to walk the same walk as, um, you know, Elliot Boots, Juan Carlos Canas, Davide Ongaro, or David Ronafalk, you know, pitting mere metres away from them, getting to meet JQ, you know, just a really good opportunity to give the RC2 drivers really good access and to watch some incredible racing firsthand. You know, that was just fantastic for an hour, you know. It's amazing. So I think I'm trying to remember back. I think we've had we had Mark Rumble on after this. Um like on the run up to RCGP being at Nemo, it, as as far as I was aware, it was dirt or clay or oil-filled chip plat. But like in the weeks before, they then started to lay down this synthetic astro plastic carpet, whatever it is. Did that was that like a, another smile on a Joss's face? Were you like, yes, this is even oh, better. Absolutely. I mean, um, the having larger carpeted sections. So it's, it's it's a really weird substance. It's like a rubberized astro. But for me, having that more dependable grip, just seeing. I mean, there's one thing that you cannot take away from the Nemo team: what they did and what they did, had, what time frame they had and how they managed to prepare the track and get that facility from an already really good standard to the standard it was for the GP. I think they would have loved a couple more weeks mm -hmm. um, because, I mean, you look at the next evolution of the track again, and I know some of the plans that they've got going forward, and I think it's just going to consistently get better and better. You cannot deny that those guys are putting on an awesome facility for everyone in the UK. But, um, yeah, as soon as that Black Astro come down, it was like, that's a surprise, you know. Hello, this is this is this has only gotten better. This is it. All those tires I've bought, I can throw them out and can go back to the old. I'm just guessing it eighth tires are mini pins and spirals. Well, do you know what the I mean? um, the RCGP was actually a control tire event, so the control tire was advertised when the booking in open about four months beforehand. So it was a a six mic in mag magma in the blue compound. Right. Um, so when they changed the surface massively, one of the things was like, oh, well, that's going to be different. And, um, well, 
we're all going to be in the same boat. So, you know, that's that's the beauty of sort of having a control tire because con- tires within eight scale, I mean, there's a million different tread compounds. And then once you take into account the different uh, actual r- rubber compounds as well, you're, you're left with a million options. So to have a control tire, it was just a massive part of uh, racing that one event that you didn't have to worry about. Then you go and look at all the pro drivers in the RC uh, GP category, and they're all running magma magma blues anyway. So it was okay. um, yeah. So so hang on. So is magma blue normally like a dirt compound? Apologies for my ignorance here. And they just stuck with that, and it it still seemed to work quite well on that astro I- that they've got. I can imagine that when they did before all of this, way in the background, you know, they'll have done their due diligence and uh, and made the right decisions. Yeah, so the dirt magma compound um, is yeah, it's a it's a dirt tire. It's always been used. It's worked really well for myself at um, the Nemo facility, um, Brookthorpe, um, another oiled dirt surface. Um, generally, most of the dirt tracks in the UK, I think that's fair to say. Um, you'll always have the exception, but I would always probably start off my first tire would be a a, a Magma Six Mix, so and go from there. Oh, and perfect. yeah, so it, it, you turn up. Um, I'm trying to think. RCGP. Did you turn up? For, did it start on a Friday? We actually went down to the track. I think it was the Thursday night. Um, right. So my head office is um, about an hour away from the track. So my partner come to work with me for the day. That was interesting. And <laughs> um, and then, yeah, we headed down to the track that night, um, got our pit space in the uh, in the marquee, had a good look around, got a bit starstruck, and, and then decided to go back to the hotel for some food. And then uh, Friday morning, bright and early, let's, uh, let's get at it. And then you've been to Nemo a few times. I've never been... Um, did you see it was was it different because it was RCGP? Were there more flags, less flags? Was it the the event what? was there was so many more flags. There was you know all the crews from uh, RCTV. You know the the track was decorated to such a high standard um, because obviously it's being broadcast all over the world. You know you had met um, Mr. Isherwood as well, who's uh, one of the brains behind the RCGP. That was a really good opportunity to have a good catch up good uh good meeting with him really he was a lovely lovely chap mm-hmm. um got to meet got to meet keenan as well that was uh, a highlight oh he'll, he'll he'll like when he listens to this that you've mentioned him uh he was a, a true gent and um i think he really enjoyed coming over to the uk so um yeah it was lovely it was um it was really good to meet him and he took a lot of time to uh to meet a lot of people who had obviously supported his past uh, his um his uh well his podcast as much as everyone else's so uh yeah it was just it was a really good atmosphere as well but the track was decorated to such a high standard it was so good joss i forgot to ask uh what eighth car do you drive so i'm currently driving the uh the latest x s works platform um which uh yeah i'm i've i was originally when i got into eight scale driving the lozzy 8x um yeah and then uh at around the same time that um, a few got a few of my friends started doing the eighth e buggy nationals um, and all running the SWX platform, I had a go on a couple of those and thought, yeah, this is a really nice platform. Um, so my uh, 
my good friend John Finch, he uh, supplied me with the uh, the eighth platform that I'm running now. And to be fair, I haven't looked back. Um, it's just a, a really good, really good car. It's a really nice chassis. Okay. So, so when you get to RCGP with your S Works, was there sort of any support for you there? Oh, absolutely. Um, there was uh, there was quite a few um, other other sort of RC two drivers that were running the uh, the S the S Works chassis, um, which is always really good. I actually ended up pitting sort of in the middle of the Nemo team because I've got quite a good uh, quite a good sort of bunch of friends within the Nemo team. Yeah. Um, so I was sort of <laughs> surrounded by uh, by the the Nemo guys, um, and that was sort of the event that it was. It didn't really matter what you were running or who you were running. It was just about friends sort of all being together. However, to get on top of uh, on top of setup, you know, I mean, you got two of the best guys running the S work chassis in uh, in Mister Elliot Boots and Juan Carlos Canas, and uh, especially especially the latter, he did a, an absolute number on my car, which was uh, absolutely fantastic for me. So, yeah, um, I, you were you. I think you were selected for the um, RCGP loves RC two thing. What 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 went on there? Um, I don't think selected is the right word. I was um, I I went into qualifying and I had a a um, a good first round, a decent second round, and then sort of the third round it was uh, not not my finest. And then um, and I was sort of going in a different direction with setup to probably what I should have. Um, and then they do a, a, a race called a qualifying race. So once mm-hmm. you're in your heat, your heat order, you then do another race to actually set that heat order for the next, for the actual race. So it's a, essentially a sprint once you're in your heat to determine the order of your heat. So you could essentially qualify 12th or 10th or 6th, come first in your qualifying race and then actually start the race on pole, um, which was gated starts. Um, it was wicked. It was great. It was, I mean, the gate starts in itself was just fantastic. It was such a, a different element. Um, and is, I did is there any, sorry, uh, gate starts. So it's, it's uh, sort on, of explain take, this take, to me. it's sort of taken from motocross style where, what you have is because with the nitro cars, you essentially put them on a raised platform on an angle, a sort of forty-five degree angle. But all the cars are in two rows, so you've got a lower tier and an upper tier, and then you've got your two rows of cars, and then all operated by one lever. So you have your countdown, rev your cars up, and then at a random point, the cars will go down, and you all go off together in two rows. Oh, nice! Uh, and it it was, I mean, it was a combination of carnage and majestic at the same time it was um it was fantastic but i only managed three laps in that race because uh i was giving it the absolute beans trying to make up a, a bit of a <laughs> a bit of a dodgy qualifying session yeah and and um i i actually i unfortunately managed to lose the screw out of my body body uh shell post and i thought well you know it's it's only a qualifying race there it's um, I'll just pull the car off. Yeah, I'll start at the back of the grid, but you know that's uh, that's how it goes sometimes. Well, turns out that I end, I went into the second day qualifying dead last, which is uh, oh no. But it did mean that when it comes to the RC two versus uh, loves RC GP that event, the uh, the person who started last got to pick their champion first. Right. So um, I knew this was probably going to be the case. So I did my uh, 
due diligence and uh, realised, well, hang on, Juan Carlos Canas, SOX driver, drives for Taba wheel radios. I think that's going to be a good bet. <laughs> oh, you smart. I nearly said a rude word in the podcast then. Is that it? I, you, I just thought you were randomly put together, but you actually sat there and did a bit of homework of, in the evening? Oh, ev- everyone had had an agenda. I mean, um, my, my good friend Don, who also got to take part, um, he picked Lee Martin, so because he also is part of the Nemo team. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, for, for Lee to get his hands on Don's car, you know, he knew exactly what he was doing. So we all... We all sort of picked our champions with a little bit of uh, sort of, yeah, let's make this work for me. Okay. So you picked one Carlos Canas. So what happened then with your champion? How did he help you or what What then happened? Well, it was it was kind of a, an awkward moment. It's like, hi, Juan Carlos. I'm, uh, you know, I'm just shook his hand and he sort of picked up my car and he's, he's having a look around. He's like, oh, do you have... Uh, these springs do you have uh this this roll bar and i said oh yeah 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 oh if you um fit that and if you change uh your your rear pills to uh to this setting he said that that will be uh that will help you massively on track well what what sort of diff settings are you running i was sort of going through what what's running he's like okay um well, whereabouts are you sat so off we off we walked um he sat down at my table took my car completely to pieces mm-hmm. um literally nothing but the whole thing then his dad come over um, who was a lovely, lovely chap. Didn't speak a uh, a massive amount of English, um, but really tried his hardest. And he was a really lovely gentleman. And um, he then spent the next sort of half an hour, 40 minutes, completely going through my car. Um, he then retuned my engine. Um, he uh, he did. He he just changed the complete geometry of the uh, of the rear of the car. Um, he then uh, he then so went to work on the front of the car. Um, changed. <laughs> as much as we could, um, changed how the brakes were operating. He then played around with my radio for a good 10 minutes. And um, yeah, he, he just, he just, again, he, but then he was teaching me lots of things such as, you know, the best way to test your ride height on an eighth car, you know, making sure that you're filling your fuel tank before you're checking your ride heights and just lots of little tips that I've just picked up and gone, gone forward into the year. And then, uh, and then we were called up to do the, uh, to the, do the actual event which um, was fantastic. <laughs> and how did that work? What, what, what went on during the actual race? So um, what happened was the, um, the pros got five minutes with your car. So they got a five minute sort of practice session that they could just do a few laps, just get used to making sure there's nothing horrifically wrong. Um, then, uh, then they come back in, we come back, they get an extra couple of minutes just to make sure that everything's okay. Um, and then they're called up one by one to, and they get an outlap and then three fast laps. Um, right. all, and so the pros do three fast laps. Um, Juan Carlos was uh, managed a 30 second, a 37 second lap with my, uh, with my chassis. I mean, my fastest lap of the day was 42 seconds. Um, right, okay. So he just, he, everybody turns, Oh, the car can do it. Why can't you? Oh, <laughs> Why <brilliant>. can't you? <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so once all the uh, the pro drivers had uh, completed their uh, their fast laps, um, what then happened is they then get an extra five minutes to work on the cars, um, and then to sort of give you as much advice as possible before all the uh, RC two drivers then go up to the uh, rostrum, um, and then we get 
I think it was five minutes of basically setting as quick as laps. And then they add the two laps together. And then whoever's the fastest combined wins the event. That's okay. Yeah. Um, Juan, Juan Carlos did an absolute <laughs> magic, magic for me. However, I wasn't able to replicate and we came second in the end, um, which was, it was just an amazing event. The sort of camaraderie that was, again, between the RC2 drivers and the uh, RCGP guys. Um, it was ju- it was just a fantastic opportunity, to be honest. Um, so was was uh, I'm going to call him JCC. So was JCC was it sort of the changes he was making to your car during like the the first bit? Um, was he trying to make the car better for him, or was he just trying to make the car better? Well, he was just trying to make the car better. Um, I mean, I imagine if I was to get the uh, boxer car coming, stuck sick four wheels on it, he'd have been able to get it around there pretty well, to be honest. But um, yeah. he um, he was just trying to make the car more responsive for me. He was asking how I was finding sort of certain sections of the track. I'm going, oh, well, you know, I'm getting sort of grip roll through this corner. Um, so I've been dremeling some more more rows off the tires. Oh, well, you know, and he, he was just trying to understand exactly how what I want from the car. Really? Um, even after the event, he sat down with me for a good 20 minutes um, with me and my partner. And um, we sat there for a good 20 minutes and talking about further things that we could do to improve the car for the next day for the race. Um, he, he was just a really genuinely lovely chap. He was, um, he won me a beer. So, you know. <laughs> well, I'm going to say that, mate. Every time I said, it took me a bit of time and realized that, Nemo hold their pictures on somewhere else, but I found there, and then literally any picture of you I can find, you're holding a beer. I think it's, it's sort of uh, with your entry rather than getting a free set of tires, you should just get a a free four pack of beer. I think that's um, the the signs of a good weekend. Yeah, that's a great. Do you know, what? fact, oh, it's too late to put a BRCA proposal in. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm sure Martin, you know, because whatever he wears is is important to what decisions he makes we can probably do that let's do that so have you when you listen to jcc and you were finding out the bits have you continued with those like through the the rest of your eighth there was a few oh, bits that you thought oh, i've always got to do that because that's what jcc said oh definitely i mean it wasn't even doing specific things so it wasn't just like oh when the grip's high you must do this he it was actually explaining the concepts and explaining you know actually if if in these certain conditions you need to be doing this and you know we were talking about differential setup specifically for the car um, like give me details of, give me details come on it was to, more to do with against different like one of the things that a lot of guys were doing was um putting heavier oil in the front diff yeah. Um, so I went from 10k to 50k, um, different diff oil, and he was sort of saying, "Well, yeah, that's that's very good." Um, he said, "You know, you've made the right step." However, the the S-Works guys, I know Elliot was running 500k diff oil. Well, you know, the next thing's blue tack. So right, um, okay. It was in higher grip conditions. You know, that's what we need to be doing. Um, it was it was my front angle, my front. Um, my front sort of geometry with the upper wishbones where they were positioned. Um, it was, you know, it was very 
sort of the initial steering was there, but the mid corner steering just wasn't there. So if you changed the geometry from sort of having the the essentially the the top arms further back to further forward, you know, it would it would just allow the car to do this. And um, yeah, it was just it was just really good. Um, I mean, it gave me the confidence in the car to literally the two weekends time in between the RCGP and the national had a warm up which I couldn't make unfortunately. Um, however, in you know, I, while I was at the RCGP, I was already on to um, the Kev trying to get an trying to get an entry, um, and luckily it um, it happened that I managed to get the entry for the eighth national, um, which I had a really good result at, in my opinion. Oh wow! Okay, so so I'm a bit unaware of RCGP format. So you've you we've done this RCGP loves RC two. You've you've come second, you and Juan Carlos, to like with your combined laps, and then you just then go back into your RC two competition. Yeah, so that was at the end of the Saturday. Um, yeah. So we'd done all our qualifying. Um, so Sundays is finals day. Um, so essentially, once that it's it's the RC two loves RCGP is essentially a standalone competition. Yeah. So it's almost like a, a fun race, but um, just to give the the guys that probably are struggling a bit more of a chance to have that one on one time. I mean, all the guys were approachable up and down in every single one of those tents. If I walked up to you know JQ, who was um, helping out, obviously the uh, the Mayoko guys with Ronna, Mr. Ronna Falcon Hampersberg. You know, if uh, I walked up to one of those and said, "I'm really struggling with this," JQ would have helped and he'd have given me as many pointers. He was, everybody was really approachable, um, which is what RC should be. You know, that's exactly what RC should be. It should be about guys like myself, you know, where I think um, one of my sayings on the podium was uh, sometimes being crap pays off. Yeah. It does. <laughs> so who's going to find that out of the weekend? Cause I'm going to batter him. Cause we're uh, both best. <laughs> Because we're both F3s. In fact, he's scared of me in four-wheel drive, Joss. That's why uh, he's doing trucks. Well, as long as uh, as long as you, you don't do a Martin on him. <laughs> Go on. Aiden, Aiden's not going to get close enough. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. What, well, what about when you're scared. lapping, Joe? What about when you're lapping? Oh, yeah, that, yeah. Joe's gonna have a, Joe, I'm just going to destroy Joey in two-wheel drive. You know, all my <laughs> predictions come true. Um, oh, here's a little question. Okay. I don't know if you're aware of this, Josh, but there are other RC podcasts available. Okay. There are other RC podcasts available. But actually, all of the good UK ones, us and the Grid Talk, everybody, all of us are F3s. Can you believe that? That's, that's, uh, it's almost like the uh, the F2s and the F1s spend their uh, Tuesday nights doing other things. Yeah, that's it. Okay, Russ, yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about it this week when you listen to Russ. Russ, I think, missed out on his F2 by about two points. Oh, that's going to be hard to take. Well, it was. I gave him plenty of abuse because it would have been better if he'd beaten these two, Martin and Joey. And, oh, Bowden's an F4. So, apologies. Um, so... Most of the RC podcasters in the UK are the same level F3s, except Chris Bowden, who's an F4. So, you know, let's not bring that up. Um, 
Just forget. Just forget this fact. Just forget I said that. Don't worry about it. It uh, feels like you should do like a summer special, Aiden. Invite all the RC podcasts to all go into the same heat and settle this once and for all. Who's the uh, fastest RC podcast? Oh. Um, well, if it was at Southport, yeah, that'd be all right. <laughs> if it was anywhere else, these guys are going to stomp me into the dirt. So we've, we've had our uh, Juan Carlos help. We've we go into finals the next day. You said yourself you qualified like dead last. How did you end up? Yeah, to be honest, it was a it was a steady final. Um, I th- I think I ended up fourth, um, or I think I or fifth. It was either fourth or fifth, and it was the one place off the bump up. No. Um, yeah, which t- to be honest, it was one of those that you know, yeah, it was annoying. Um. However, sort of, it was done fairly early on the day, so we packed the car up. You know, got got the time to prep the car ready for the uh, ready for the national. So didn't have anything to do. Meanwhile, um, Juan Carlos again came over during the morning, asked how how my race was, and um, we then talked about further things that we could do to the car, um, which was really nice. He then he then asked um, for some of the RCGP warm up races. Um, they actually have to nominate a marshal. Yeah. Um, so he'd asked whether I would go out and um, do his turn marshal. I said, yeah, absolutely. Um, so got to go and watch, uh, I think, really, realistically, the best spot on the track to watch some of the top guys in the world uh, wrestling with a, a fantastic track. So that was a really good opportunity. Um, so, yeah, once we'd done the race, you know, got packed up, got ready, got ourselves ready for the hour long main within rcgp and watched it and of course i think you said you've kind of booked already made the decision then that you're going to attend the national there two weeks two weeks later yeah so we'd already made that decision so it was perfect timing you know we had a few hours free so with an eighth car prep is probably 40 percent of the actual uh the actual job for me oh, oh so... don't tell me that don't tell me that <laughs> yeah so um it was a case of, you know, I mean, e-buggies tend to, I wouldn't say they're different. It's just with a nitro, they're just a, an animal. You just have to be on top of them. So it's a case of, right, let's get the car stripped down. Let's get it clean. Let's refresh the diffs, the oils, make sure there's no worn out parts, worn out bearings, noisy bearings, you know, make sure the engine's sort of taken care of. And then, uh, you know, it means that in the coming weeks, I haven't got to, do the prep beforehand of an evening to get ready for the national. Sounds perfect. So how did you get on the national now? I want to know. Oh, it was, um, qualifying was, uh, fairly steady. Um, it was, uh, a decent. And then I, I qualified, I think, I think first in the one sixty fourth. So they do like a, a Christmas tree format. So they have like a, a one sixty fourth a and B side. And it's yes. sort of like, it's, and then as as you qualify in position, you go further up. So I um I then managed to get second. I was running first for a while, um, for quite a while actually. And uh, I said to Lauren, who was on the old headset, which is my partner, I said to her, I can feel me like I'm uh, I'm not gonna get first here because I've never been so nervous on a rostrum in all my <laughs> life. And we'd just spoken about being on a rostrum with Olowski, you know, it was um it was sort of oh, I'm absolutely bricking it, I'm you know, I'm I'm the one sixty fourth final in the A, you know, and uh, in the A leg, and 
I'm holding on for dear life. Made a mistake. Uh, Mr. Andy Beaumont went through. Um, Paul come home second, and then had a really good uh, had a really good one thirty second B. Um, was pushing for fourth, um, but sort of at the nationals. I, you know, my first ever national. I'll take it. It was. I think overall I was sort of 90th out of about 120th, 130th, which for me, first national, it sounds like a terrible result to everybody else listening. But first not, national but come, coming not to in. Me. Not to me, you know. no. Sounds brilliant. So are, are you going to do, do you feel like you're going to go do more eighth nationals next year? Oh, definitely. So that's given sort of me the confidence to um, to go in for all the eighth nationals next year. Um so gonna do the full series. Um just for the opportunity to go to some other tracks. Um, you know, traveling around the country doing something you enjoy is a, a pretty good way to spend a weekend. So um it you know, the fact that my partner Lauren again can get involved, you know, we win and lose as a team, you know. It's um and it, it genuinely feels like that. So when we have a really good race result. It's sort of like, yes, we've done this, you know, we yes, we've done that, you know, at Plymouth when we've been doing some of their fantastic Astro Wars, which is a an an event um for Parkinson's. Yeah. Um and we've had some really good results in that one, you know, sort of second and thirds in the A final. You know, we we generally feel like yes, we we've we've won that, you know, we've done that together. And that's just that's just something which is really nice to, to do with your partner. There's um there's not many couples I think that you can say them do that. <laughs> no, uh, my my missus um it's her birthday this weekend. Um and I'm a hundred percent sure she doesn't listen to this. So <laughs> like I'm at work sop when it's my missus's birthday. The only thing I'll say is I won't tell everyone how old she is because she'll kill me. But uh, I have ordered flowers. I have ordered crispy creme donuts. And obviously, I've got somebody in work to buy some cards. They're and just then, for me. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I might be able to show you a picture of them on Sunday, mate, but they're getting delivered straight to home. Um, I think that's kind of special, though, isn't it? You know, we all have partners that allow us to go RC racing. They understand that it's something that we enjoy. We put a lot of time and effort and, and money into. So. You know, it's it's focusing on the racing, isn't it? You know, hang on, what, hang on. what do you mean allow? I just I just go. <laughs> there's no ask, there's no asking or permission. It's just go. Jay, maybe, honestly, no. Come on, Josh, you go first, and I'll get him next. Maybe that's the difference, Joe. I mean, uh, you know, for for me, she allows she allows me to go, but uh, but <laughs> for you, you just do what you want, and you're lucky enough to get away with it. Exactly. That's exactly. ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous, Joe. Allows I mean, I, you to go. I just drove like 200 miles to Martin's house the weekend. Didn't do bad eyelid. I wish you didn't. <laughs> Perfect. Here he clearly, is. clearly all the BRCA. And that's, that's brilliantly timed because Joss has told us amazingly about his start of the season, about RCGP. So, Joss... You can just stay here as like some sort of referee, okay? And you can fact check whatever goes on in the next 10 minutes. Does that sound okay? That is perfect. So, guys, 
Joss is here. I'm here. We normally do this at the end. Let's get straight into this. Joey, Martin, how did your weekend go? It was all right. I had some did hairy you? beasts come and stay with me for the weekend. Did you? And, and did you? Were you nice to him? Did you? You know, treat him well. Did you? You know, make sure he enjoyed his weekend. Is that what you did, Martin? To be fair, I helped him prep his car. Nice. I helped him. I helped. Well, between us, we had quite a late night. I helped him build his truck for workshop, or some of no. it, what we could nice. build. Mm-hmm. Um, we went for a meal. I nice. gave him a Would sofa you... to sleep on. Nice. Um, and then we went racing on Sunday, and I absolutely destroyed him the first leg of the A and felt great about it. <laughs> Joey. Is, is that what I happened? Mean, I mean, at least he took me out for dinner the night before, before he absolutely ram-raided me. Oh, no. He was so slow going into the corner. I'm allowed to be blow. slow. I was defending. He was so slow. So, okay, guys, I'm not, this was some context here. Are we talking about, did this, this incident happen in the first leg of the A? Yeah. Okay. And Joss, so, where were you so, when this was going so not, on? I'm going to ask Joss first. Not you. Josh, where were you? Where were you watching this from? I was actually uh, on the Marshall Point, just next to the infamous Mendip tree stamp. Nice. Perfect. Okay. Um, so, come on, Joe. Let's hear your side. Um, well, I, I weirdly found myself in first. Yep. Um you know, Mendip is a, I wouldn't say a locals track, but it helps to know your way around. Um, yeah. Okay. Which obviously I clearly do not. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was also wet. Again, I'm not the greatest with my throttle control. Although Martin, like I said, we, we spent most of the evening sort of doing speedo settings and okay. uh, setting the car up for those conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I got myself into into first uh, ahead of Martin uh, and Keith. Yep. Um, so about three laps, I kept kept Martin behind me. Yep. Just you know, I wasn't I wasn't being slow. Uh, I was driving within myself, as, as yep. people like to to call it. Um, Martin had a few nibbles, a few few yep. corners here and there. Not not a problem. It is what it is. Um, and then coming down into the bomb hole, Martin just decided to pull my trousers down and stick it somewhere where the sun don't shine. Right, okay. Whilst okay. then la- laughing to himself, whilst Keith just drove off into the distance. Okay. I, I, I did kind of drop to my knees a little bit and start laughing. Oops, sorry. Now, okay, so in this incident... So, Martin, what you're saying is you just destroyed, you've made no attempt at this corner. You've just CTO, you Quelo take takeout. You've just gone in. And then, obviously, as, have you then caught up? Have you waited? Or has Keith then just gone round the pair of you? Well, I, I took him out and I ended up on my roof and Joey didn't. He still stayed on his wheels. So it was kind of fair, really. I I I came off worse. Uh, you know, he was it was stupid. Uh, well, I, I don't he, think he, he, you can't have come off worse if he was leading and then wasn't leading. That's well, not well. No, I know, but, but I ended up like fourth, and he still ended up second. Okay. Yeah, I got second in leg one. I mean, mm-hmm. 
I mean, yeah, it was it was wrong. It was not not good racing. Okay, but, but so, that's that's what happens when you get different skill levels on the track. See, oh. you know, when you cart someone and they're so slow, you, you just don't expect them to stop that early. I, and no, okay, I'm not taking the the pee here. I had the same thing happen to me once at Maritime racing Elliot Boots. I came up to a corner and he came up to it so much quicker because he's so much better and he nailed me. Whose fault is it? Okay. But like Joey says, he is controlling the race, so I shouldn't have done it and I apologize. And I made up for it by going on to win the next two legs. Okay, that's the worst apology I've ever heard in my life. You've not, you, you've not really apologised. No, you've like suggested it. you've suggested to people you are like <laughs> Elliot Boots. Well, I didn't say I was like Elliot Boots. That's well. That's what I I'm taking was, this. If you listen back, I said he's much faster than me. No, but nobody listens Stops in front of him. I know. Okay, so you're now saying that the gap between Elliot Boots and you is a lot smaller than the gap between you and Joey Cockle. No, it's not what I said. You're putting words in my mouth. I'd also just like to point out, if this was four drive, Martin would have been four laps behind me. So exactly. So Joss, well, that's probably true. Only at hard, sir. No, not hard. Stop, fault. Okay, Joss, you're there. You're by the tree stump. You've seen Joey get to the front. You've yeah. seen him control the race for the next three laps. Do you just take us through your view there? To, to, to be fair, Martin Martin did a good, a good job of summing it up. I mean, Joey Joey was controlling the pace, uh, and he was it was uh, fantastic to watch. To be honest, because uh, you you literally for three laps couldn't tell where Joey's car ended and Martin's began, and um, it was just before the uh, the infamous incident. I actually uh, shouted across to Mark Cox, uh, "This this this really won't end well," <laughs> um, and. Uh, as they, as they come down, it was it was one of those races that was really hard to be a good marshal because you're watching, knowing that something would happen. So you're trying to watch your area and sort of keep that cheeky eye on what's going to happen. And as as they come down into the uh, the bomb aisle just before you start coming back up, and uh, yeah, unfortunately one braked earlier than the other, and there was a, a good old tangle. Hang on, Josh. Have you just said Joey brake checked him? I think he did. Joey, did you brake check Martin and go into that hole? No. No, definitely not. I mean, jo- I d- Joey was, Joey was I definitely the lead car. I didn't even have brakes turned on to a degree. Well, I, I only had them on like 50%. So I had effectively what, zero brake. Were they like permanently on? Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Did you, did Joey have a lot more gurney on your rear wing? And Martin had like no gurney. That's why he was faster than you. I was just faster. Well, I, I don't think you were ever faster, but you were in front of me. Yeah, but yeah. to be to be fair, I'm going to be completely honest, as I always am. Although you're trying to say mm-hmm. I'm not Aiden, but no. you know, it it won't be the first time tonight I, I've had arguments. Um, <laughs> Um, what was I going to say? Uh, the thing is, Joey actually, considering he had two wheel drives, not his thing, and in the wet, it, our car is you know a little bit harder maybe to drive than the associated. I think that car is a little bit better in low grip. That's me losing a drive from Schumacher. Yeah, that's um, you gone, yeah. Yeah, that's me gone. Oh well. 
Um, but you know, I'm honest. And Jerry drove actually really, really well. Like I was impressed. But he has all season. He has gelled with the cars. It's just for that split second, he was not going to beat me, and I just drove through him. Simple. That's all it was at the end of the day. Martin didn't want to, you know, have to live with the like the the torture of me smashing him at his own track. It's kind of the. I'm not being funny. For us three, not Martin. It's kind of the real Martin that we us, us three know, isn't it? That kind of hateful, spite-filled gentleman who pretends he's all nice, Papa Bear, but we know the real side to him, don't we? Oh, I'm a racer, and I got a. If I got a, you know, hey, I got absolutely destroyed on that track in the F2s. <laughs> And that was for something important. So I do know how it feels, Luke Mills. And, oh, yeah, it was Luke Mills. I thought it was Ross. Damn. Luke no, Mills. Ross was the no. one that did it to me. No, Ross Damn. was too busy trying to win the B final in that, I'd just like to say. Oh. I love Ross because he's now too much of Was that after that... all the smack talk he gave you about smashing Jack Mendes? He did, yeah, yeah. And he ended up in the B final four wheel drive. Ouch. Okay. But we've. But did, did you say? Did when did Ross take you out then, Joe? Um, about when F three four fives four drives. Wow. Okay. And then, and then again, he uh, Ross took me out from behind, absolutely harpooned me, and then uh, went on to win the meeting. So that's now two people it's... I consider friends who have gone on to win meetings after taking me out. Was that Bowton or Broxtow? Bowton. Okay. It was over the jumps, wasn't it? Yeah, they when they had the jumps in front of the roster. That's right. Okay, well done, well done. So other than that, other than the clear, like, butchery of Martin the Butcher Owen, <laughs> on, on, on Joey, I've never done anything wrong, Cockhill. I'm not being funny. The worst thing is, is if John had been there, he still wouldn't have said anything because he probably would have said Joey was driving too slow. More than likely. Because that's what he said to me when someone took me out of the Euros warm-up when I was defending my line. Apparently, you know, John Cockle doesn't give me or Joey or any help. You know, maybe, maybe it depends on the type of jumper that he wears. You know, I'm sure we can, mm. that's, how, that's how we control people. By their clothes, by their clothes. Um, well, Martin, assuming now you've turned up here, that everything is now fine in BRCA world. Oh, it's always it's always fine and dandy. It's great. always fine and dandy. So, what we'll probably do um, in this amazing one take podcast that we do is we'll probably just say, uh, "Oh, is there anything else anyone wants to talk about?" Or we're we just going to say goodbye to Joss and go. Well, I don't know. I was I was going to talk to Joss. I haven't spoken to him since the weekend. Oh, oh, bye Hello, Joss. Um, can we all convince Joss that he needs to bin off this silly eight scale stuff and come and race <laughs> tenth scale? Okay, that's the downside of not turning up for the first forty minutes <laughs> of the podcast. Have you have you not already tried doing that? No, we've just quite clear that he loves eight. Okay, it's. I, I like I said to you guys, I, I do enjoy both both classes. Um, 
one one of them you know it allows me to do it with my partner and that sort of stuff over the winter you know i think uh yeah but she doesn't it, like going with you she tells me every time you go racing she's like oh thank god i will go with him if only hey, hey. you've got a faster partner <laughs> yeah 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 well yeah that's true should i see, yeah. see her eyeing up other people <laughs> far more consistent <laughs> yeah no, oh, he's put it on his roof again. Oh, what's, who's that over there? Yeah, <laughs> it's um. To be honest, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. So yeah, to be honest, over the winter I do enjoy tenth scale. Um, you know, last last uh, winter. What what, really. what what tenth are you doing over this winter? Um, I'll be doing um Mendip sporting Mendip's off road series. Um, I'll also be doing the Mid Devon indoor series. Um, Martin persuaded me last year to come to one of the events um and i had i've never been an indoor racer um it just never really suited me however i had an absolute blast absolutely loved it and uh um Stu Ball and the guys at the mid devon um the mid devon track they uh yeah they do such a good job that i really want to support that series so have you got two cars then for winter no um not yet <laughs> Not, not that. Um, it's, I almost did last year, um, but no, I just chop and change in between um, because I don't race every weekend. Um, okay. Due to my work, it does give me the time to change as and when. Okay. That, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm thinking well, I'll probably just have a, a like a, the car that I've run this season. I'll probably just keep that kind of wettish. Uh, in case we, we can run outside any 10th and just have a carpet car ready to go. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be chopping and changing between those two. Yeah, it it is. Um, if it was every weekend, and t- to be honest, over the over the winter, that might become the case. Um, though I may pick up another another LD2 and um, have that as the carpet car and then keep the outdoor car as an outdoor car. Um, but for now, I'll just... Uh, um, Luckily, Martin's uh, close enough that if I don't get the time, I can always uh, leave it on his doorstep and with a post-it note saying where I'm going to go racing. And usually, it's uh, pretty pretty good for me. Yeah, not a problem. Joey, does uh, it do that for you? It doesn't do that for me. No, ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Well, hey, Joey, who mm-hmm. did most of your car this weekend? Uh, me with your. Undivided oh. guidance. Wow. Okay. How good was it though? In the wet. It was definitely a lot easier to drive. There we go. I think quite a few people because it was kind of wet and slippy over in the UK this weekend. Where if you're outdoors on Astro, you know, I think that's why Lou Colds were turned up to Southport just to get some. In fact, when it dried up, he went home because <laughs> that, that that literally it was it was dried up. It must have been pretty boring him just lapping everyone. I think Luke. In three of the rounds, lapped me twice. Good driver, so, that boy. He is really good. He um, is, yeah. So when he was, um, I say when it was wet, it was kind of like workshop practice for all of us. But then it dried up. It was, it was a lovely, we had a lovely last outdoor day at Southport. Sounds like you three had a great uh, sort of end of summer meeting, maybe at Mendip. It's nice to see like clubs like Mendip who can uh, run an outdoor winter series because that's great. But the rest of us will be sensibly locked indoors. Cactus on. 
<laughs> oh, guys, someone asked me a question, and I can't remember what. Why do we cut the like outside row of funny shapes uh, pins off the edge of our cactus? I've only ever done it when the grip when the grip on the carpet's got a little bit lower. Okay. So the pins dug in a little bit better, but that's probably not the right time. That's the only time I've ever done it. Have you two ever done that? I know Joey don't generally run on carpet. What about you, Josh? Um, no, I haven't. Um, I didn't. I didn't know. I thought cactus was one of the only ties you didn't cut anything off. Wrong. Oh, I, I always I'd like that's the only time they're the only ties I ever cut things off. I literally glue them on and cut the outside of the inside off. But I couldn't. Someone asked me why I did that, and I went, "I don't know. I just always have." Um. So if you are clearly better than me, Martin, Joss, or Joey, can you let me know why we cut the pins off the inside and outside? I remember Tony Newland once said he cuts the outside but not the inside ones off. Um, okay. But I've, but I've always just cut them. I can't remember whether we did it when the grip was high or the grip was low, whether it made the car you know, do more stuff or do less. Um, so other than Martin trying to convince Joss not to do any eighth, which I'm not being funny, if people have listened to this podcast clearly isn't going to happen. Has no. anybody else got any anything else we want to chat about? Nope. By that silence, I'm gonna say no. Um, I'd like to chat about, but I can't. Yeah, not right now. Not right no, now. I'd, I'd get angry. Is it? Would you get angry about glue versus no glue? Mm, not really. Would you get angry regarding what people were at race meetings? Mm, no, not really. And would you get angry about the amount of tyres that we can use at nationals? I wouldn't be angry. Disappointed. Angry and disappointed. That's probably the. No, no, I didn't know. I said I wouldn't be angry. Oh, I, I just, I, I just think it's the, the blind trying to lead the blind. I'm honest. Well, I, I, I think you're going to talk about me, um, Joss, because you are our friend. Because we, I know what your answer is going to be now. Um, before I say goodbye at the end, would you like to thank your sponsors? Yeah, I would. Um, just really, I'd like to thank. Uh, John Finch at RC Octane um, since I uh, first walked into an RC shop, which was uh, his facility. He's just always looked after me. Um, that's it as far as sponsors go. Um, there's a lot of people that have helped me out, such as, you know, Martin. He's spent a lot of time, which I imagine is, that's the reason why he's starting to go great, to be honest. Sorry, Mark. No, it definitely isn't you. It's making me go great. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, Peter at Dern. Um, at Answer RC, he's um, and a Matt Box as well at RC Pit Box. Um, those guys have always answered my questions. Um, but yeah, just to you guys as well, you know, it's um, yeah, anyone that's helped me out, and especially my partner Lauren, she puts up with me going racing, and then the other weekends when I'm not going racing without her, she's going racing with me. So you know, it's um, big thanks to her as well. That's brilliant. That's, that's absolutely fantastic. Um, 
hopefully people will be listening to this as they either are making their way to the EOS at Worksop. Um, that's where certainly me and Joey will be. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will be. Sorry, Josh. I think that's going to be a fantastic uh, event, and I hope everyone who is listening to that on the way there has a great weekend and uh, gives it all the support it des- fully deserves. Yes, and most importantly, support me and not Joey, um, because that's what the people want. To be fair, the way it's going at the minute, I think I'm going to have several people coming up to me and punching me in the face, but there we go. <laughs> oh, can I do it? Yeah. Okay. Just make uh, sure you film it. Just film it. Have you not? Yeah. Have you? Do you not think that you've ruined my life enough this week? Who, me? Yeah, you. Yeah, probably. There you go. Uh, at this point, I like to remind people that we are recording a podcast now. But ah. uh, what I would say is, if you are going to punch Joey in the face, this is a joke, clearly. Can you make sure you let me know first, so as Josh says, we can get the cameras rolling? Okay? Um, please, guys, keep an eye out. Uh, Muzz, very, if we're recording this on Podcast Tuesdays, so that means Muzz has put the, the sort of rough time schedule out. That's out uh, on Facebook. Uh, he's confirmed that it's your own tyres for free practice yeah. and then uh, pre-glued by bought the control tyres for, excuse me, for seeding for practice and for your finals. Um, if you are listening to this, I please come over and say hello. Um, you know, I'll be with... You know, the superstar that is Miklos Sabados. Oh, sorry, that reminds me of a Miklos story very quickly at the end. I was speaking to Miklos um, yesterday, and he was saying he was at, I don't know where he was, I think it was at Stoffold or Hearts, uh, and someone came up to him and asked him who his name was, and he was like, oh, hi, my Mik- uh, I'm Miklos. And he went, oh, are you the Miklos? And he went, yeah, I think I am. So um, whoever does Miklos' stickers, he wants new ones. He, he doesn't want Miklos Sabados. He just wants the Miklos. Um, that's what we're going to do. Uh, we're all looking forward to see Scotty Ernst. I think probably most of the Reinhards will be at EOS Workshop. Um, and obviously, who else will be at EOS Workshop? The worst RC podcaster in the UK, Chris Bowden. Um, wow, because- is he going? A bit bones booked in, yeah. Oh, right, okay. If it, you've got to beat him, there's no chat. I can't, I can't actually beat him, mate. He's better no, no, than me. No, no, well, you need to prove wrong. Well, I'm not having the side let down because you can't beat Bowden. Okay, he's an yeah, F4 but... because F West, uh, Midwest yeah. is really tough, and I'm an I, F3. I, I'd put my money on Bowden 100%. Okay, yeah. 100%. Um, I beat him at Southport, obviously. I've beaten both times he's been at Southport. Ovs. Ovs. I've done that. But, you know, at work, so I've a completely different kettle of fish. No matter how well prepared Josh Joel Mayer has prepared my car for two-wheel drive, uh, no matter how well prepared... Joey, will you even remember my four-wheel drive? It's currently sat on my kitchen table as we speak. Okay. So and can it says someone... on it, L1 for Aiden. L1 for Aiden. Thank you very much, Joey, for bringing that. And all you uh, have to do is add electrics and add springs. All Ryan Clark or Matt Thompson have to do Jesus is, Christ. is add Why? some electrics. Why? 
this is like the biggest meeting you're ever going to do, and you're just going to embarrass yourself by getting someone else to do it. Embarrass himself by driving on the track. Well, no, this is also very true, but it's just like it just sound like a needy toddler. These coming guys from, are going out coming Matt from Thompson the is gonna go and try and make the A final, and you're just gonna go and shit on it by making him look like a, a chump. Hayden, Hayden, yes, babe. I think you found a little room in his head. You've got your sofa and your, your TV, <laughs> and, uh, got his I, beer out. I was yeah. gonna go. Beep, beep. That's Joey Joe throwing me under the bus again. I'm not being funny. If you're going to EOS and you're not going to win because Michael's there, Tommy's there, Jamie's there, I think Craggy, Lee, Yawn, all those guys, Cobra Vic, all these guys are going to be there. The next best thing to not being the thing is helping Aiden out. Okay? The, not being funny. We've all seen the picture of Matt Thompson and Ryan Clark as far as I'm concerned, doing some sort of civil partnership together. Mm. Um, and if we've is seen that... that is, are you generally th- I, don't, I generally think that's where they may have been. Yeah, they've been to Gretna. And yeah, because, they've been so. to, because they've been to Gretna, the next thing they want to do is just put the ele- my electrics in my car. And if you've got a choice as the Schumacher family, who do you want to do that? You know, the top boys, the holds works because that's other who else would do it, or some also rans of Matt Thompson and Ryan Clark. I'm not being funny. We might as well get like the low skilled people to do it because, you know. But back to the original point, I'm not going to beat Chris Bowden. I'm only taking the mick now because he's an F4 and I'm an F3, and it'll be quite clear after EOS works up. Um, please like and share this total car crash of a podcast. Please like and share all the podcasts. Um, I'd like to point out that I finally remembered that 2023 is the year of the Extra Lot podcast. And if Martin asks why, when we this we stop recording, I'll tell him that exact reason. Joss, you've been brilliant again. Both the halls were brilliant last week. Thank you very much, and. In the meantime, since we've had the Halls episode out, they've released another YouTube videos on on the new B74.2. So please go check that out, guys. Um, if that's it, I'm just going to read BRCA 10th off-road proposals to Mark Nowen and see which ones he swears at the most. Cheers, kids. See you next week. Bye now. Cheers, Cheers guys. Bye-bye. Goodbye.